0: listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation CruiseCast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked CruiseCast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. We are back. I do have to apologize for the delay Obviously, it was the holiday time of year, we had Christmas, we had uh, whatever else is going on out there, and I did take a trip to New York City, I was on location, I was actually not on location, I was just simply visiting friends and family, had a great time. Uh, So we're a couple of days late here getting the show back. What I wanted to do, and maybe some of you have saw the the Instagram post regarding my uh, uh, ambitions to get my friend Tanya in on a show with me and try to accomplish a... uh, cruiser, cruise addict versus a non-believer type of a format where she hates cruising. She doesn't even want, she shouldn't hate cruising because she's never been on one, but she has a a, always, it's always funny to listen to her go on and on and on about why she would never take a cruise. And uh, one of these shows coming up, hopefully sooner than later, I'm going to have her on and we're going to do it via Skype since I'm no longer in New York, but we're going to debate You know, all her theories on why you shouldn't cruise, I plan on fully blowing them out of the water and having a funny, entertaining back and forth. Instagram, ladies and gentlemen, always be booked. Please find us, follow us, engage with us on Instagram. We're still having a lot of fun with that. Uh, Also, iTunes, the big one, the most important one, if you could find the Always Be Booked podcast on iTunes. And uh, subscribe, also comment. And listen as often as possible if you get any information off this show, and I know people are because it's great. I really really am uh, kind of encouraged by the feedback that I've been getting lately uh, more and more each week from the people who do listen and uh, I, I do like I said I apologized at the top because it was a couple of days late because of my travel time and you know it's a little it's a little rough trying to find a good two hours or so sometimes you need more to Actually, get one of these podcasts off. So I appreciate you hanging in there. But it is encouraging to see people wondering why there is there hasn't been a new episode up. As we sit here, it's eight eighteen, and it's on a Wednesday. Try to have these up by Sunday or Monday, the latest. And uh, hopefully, this is a one and done. I'm sure it'll happen again, but we are going to try to give you one or at least uh, two or at least one episodes every week. The goal, like I like I said, would be a standard episode and then during the middle of the week we'll do a either an interview or a port profile or a cruise ship profile. But this week, hopefully you understand, was a little wacky with the Christmas season in play. All right, so let's get into it. Free giveaway for the cruise that I was doing. That's over. We said we were going to cap that at the holidays, and uh, I know some of you did not get it. If you're listening to this show and you did not get it, it was like two or three of you that I know did Um. The two or three of you that did review the show on iTunes, and I do appreciate all the reviews. Uh, some of you, a couple of you should have gotten it, and I can't understand why you didn't get it because I didn't mail it to you. And then two of you I do know I owe cruises to, but I wasn't able to verify the uh, fact that you did review before the trip. So I'll be able to do that either way. We'll take care of it, and I do appreciate you guys um, uh, checking in. So uh, – What I did notice uh, when I was doing a little bit of kind of, you know, in travel time and doing some research and stuff, I noticed that Cruise Critic puts out a couple. Cruise Critic is just a phenomenal resource. I mean, barring the reviews, if you guys know cruising at all, you probably know Cruise Critic. It's just a one stop shop to be able to go to look into any ship, look into any port, to be able to, uh, you know, connect with potential. I guess uh, shipmates that you may have on board and you can interact beforehand. Really, really great idea. Tons of information. You could buy cruises on Cruise Critic. You can do it all. So I definitely recommend Cruise Critic. But one thing I saw that they have was uh, some of the most surprising. Their editors got together and they compiled a list of most surprising things that happened in cruising in 2016. I'm not going to get into that whole list. uh, But I will say I have to kind of let you guys know that one of the things that they put on there was the uh, Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. Uh, they re- refer to, and I said that too when I reviewed on Doug Show, and you know everything. You know, I've I've been telling you guys, you know, a lot of times people, it's a free cruise for getting a review. Oh my gosh, it must be like Gilligan's Island, or I'm um, you know it must be just this. Broke-ass cruise. And you know what? Like I said, I told you about its downfalls. I told you that it wasn't the Oasis or Harmony of the Seas. But I did tell you, I went on it. I paid full price for it. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yes, there was some management of expectations involved. Because, uh, you know, it is a two-day cruise. The price is right. And it's on a ship that's uh, a few decades old. However... Cruise Critic said it right here. If you look, go to Cruise Critic and look under the most uh, surprising things of 2016, one of their editors took that cruise and they said a lot. They echoed. They may have heard my review. They echoed a lot of things that I said on the show about uh, it being kind of refreshing and nostalgic to kind of check out a cruise ship that was decades old. Like my I put it the way I put it was like, you know, now cruise ships are designed and made and you know those those pencil thin hall through those pencil thin hallways through over you know saturating the cruise ship with staterooms through whatever state uh, c- cruise ships now are completely built and streamlined so that money is being made at every corner of the ship this is going back to a time when it wasn't that streamlined, and you'll see some fairly unique and wacky little areas and nooks and places and, you know, concert and party areas to where they didn't have their hands wrapped around how they can strangle you for cash uh, around every corner. So it's kind of a little bit cool. It's a very clean ship, good food, cool entertainment, got the casino, and the price is right, so I recommend it. Let's – uh. Now this this kind of like segues into something here though. Um, as I was kind of doing a little pre research for the for the cruise, there is uh, the our, our Bahama Paradise Cruise Line is actually in the news. I don't know how hardcore you guys are as far as following the industry, but there's a gentleman named Kevin Sheehan, and he was a former president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Lines. And he's in the news right now. And what he's in the news for? is purchasing Paradise Cruise Line. That's right, absolutely. So I guess he was not the he hasn't been the CEO of Norwegian in quite some time, but he is returning to the industry and he is purchasing the Bahama Paradise Cruise Line, which to me is crazy because you know he's not he's not purchasing that cruise line to 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 not make improvements with it. So I'm going to read this article but verbatim. Sorry, Beatrix. it goes real quick. Uh, Kevin Sheehan, the former president and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line, has made a return to the cruise industry, according to an article from Charles Elmore in the Palm Beach Post. The Palm Beach Post, that's the daily newspaper out of uh, Palm Beach County. The website reported that Sheehan is part of a recently formed ownership group that will purchase Bahama Paradise Cruise Line, which operates the Grand Celebration on short cruises from Palm Beach to the Bahamas. The new company is called Paradise Cruise Line. So I guess they dropped the Bahama Paradise Cruise Line. What does that tell you? Read into that a little bit. Maybe we're going to to Cuba. Who knows? Sheehan was named president and CEO of Scientific Games Corporation earlier this year. Now we're going in quotes here. Quote, the purchase of Paradise Cruise Line is a family investment with a strong executive management team, Sheehan told Palm Beach Post on Tuesday. Further details are in the My Palm Beach Post article. Uh, O'Neill. Kosha is the managing partner of the new venture with Sheehan, so he partnered up with this guy and this guy's also a co-owner um, in the uh, venture as well. I don't know the separation I don't know if it's you know 50 50 or you know Sheehan is the majority controller, but um you know they're listing uh, kosha Kos- uh, Kosa, I'm sorry, O'Neil Kosa is as a uh, managing partner and an owner this is a guy who also worked for the Lewis group in india he was also the managing director of uh, blue ocean cruises uh, they ran cruise li- uh, there was a cruise line out of india for a short period of 2010 um, he was previously with dvb Bengal. who cares about this crap okay the big news is is that our little cruise line that we've been pushing we've been giving away free cruises for the last i don't know couple of months has officially been purchased By an industry heavyweight. This is the guy who ran uh, Norwegian for the most part. So, that's that. Um, All right. so I told you guys I was in New York City. Uh, Just recap that a little bit. I'm going to reinforce something I said as far as some of the things I did review. Empire Steakhouse. Um, By the way, first I'll start by saying I stayed at the Ameritania Hotel for a couple of days. My family's on Long Island, so I do separate it into two. When I go to Long Island, I stay with my family. Uh, We'll get into that in a second. But, uh... Then I go into the city and catch up with uh, you know friends of the industry and friends that you know that I've made over the course of the last fifteen years just working uh, in Manhattan. Uh, so, but I stayed at a hotel called the Ameritania Hotel. It's on the corner of 54th. Not on the corner. It's a little bit in on 54th Street, uh, intersecting where Broadway does as well. Uh, it's right around the corner, pretty much right next door to the uh, Stephen Colbert, formerly the Ed Sullivan Theater. Where um, the late show was now it's Stephen Colbert. That show sucks, by the way. Have you guys watched that? That is unwatchable. I got, I got, I mean, the commercials that they do promoting it are unlistenable. The show itself, I'm not into the Stephen Colbert thing. He should go back to doing what he was doing, and uh, CBS should uh, hire. Um, like they're gonna listen to me, whatever. I think they should hire somebody who's a lot funnier, not necessarily a, ca- a satire character, which Stephen Colbert is, and not someone who's so politically. Um, well, I guess that's the news media. They're gonna, they're gonna always uh, pick a side. They very rarely, a lot of times, they don't go neutral politically. But um, how did, how did we get into talking about the Stephen Colbert show? Didn't mean to do that. But okay, so the Hotel Maritania is right there, and uh, much to my delight, there was an Empire Steakhouse directly across the street from the hotel. And uh, what was it? Sunday night, I went back into. Empire Steakhouse on Monday night. I'm sorry, Monday night went back into Empire Steakhouse and they did not disappoint. I'm telling you, you go in there, whoever you're with, however many people you're with, they have the steak for one, two, three, or four. You can get a ribeye, you can get a strip, you can get, you know, a filet, you can get your steak a la carte with your, but I recommend getting the steak for two experience because what they do is they bring it out, they put a saucer down. Upside down on the table. The only purpose of that upside down saucer is so that when they bring out this, I mean, blazing hot ceramic uh, uh, dish full of the steak, they put it on one side so there's a lean. So all the natural juices of the steak and the butter that they put in as well and the oil kind of goes to one side. So you got this beautiful steak, I mean, just rendering that just... ...goes to one side because it's elevated from the upside-down saucer. They cut it for you. Whatever sides come out, it's like a whole ritual. The minute your food comes out, there's a team that comes around your table. And it's a pretty standard uh, experience. It's uh, typically standard uh, steps of service when it comes to steakhouses, at least good steakhouses in the city. But still, it's worth mentioning. They come around and then they literally just start cutting up your steak. It's like a factory. They all just kind of spend about seven minutes at your table filling your plate up with your hands are at your sides or they're on your drink and you're drinking and they're just filling up your plate full of just deliciousness the plate that they bring out the ceramic plate the vessel that they carry the steak in is so hot you can't touch. don't don't touch it but order your steak if you like it between medium and medium well order it uh, medium or if you like it between medium rare and medium order it medium rare because the vessel that they bring the steak out on is so flaming hot that you can continue to just take your piece of steak that they pre- that they cook for you in front of you. And they uh, sizzle it. You can sizzle it yourself on the on the actual ceramic dish they come out in. But, oh my gosh, Empire Steakhouse was amazing. Um, on uh, During the week, what night was it? This was Thursday. So me and my buddies from Long Island, my friends who I grew up with, we're talking like five, six years old. And we don't got to get into it. But let's just say that's a long time. That's many years. Um... And went by the some of their houses and we did a little tour. Saw some of the kids. Uh it's just families are growing left and right. It's such a beautiful thing. It's so it's so beautiful to see these growing families during the holidays and the joy that's in these houses. I mean it really it's 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 so beautiful. But then we um you know, it's it's five of us now, and we get out and we go to a restaurant. We were we picked the the Giants happen to be playing, so we went to. And I mentioned on the last show about you know wanting a real good Italian. I recommend going to the islands. Uh, I'm sorry, the island, not the islands, to Long Island or the uh, the outer boroughs. And we did just that. We went to a place called Mateos and Merrick, and oh boy, I was <laughs> whatever I said on that show was completely reinforced in my mind because it was uh, just top of the line we did family style and just magic we have like a system we get an appetizer course then we do a pasta course and then we do a meat course and then we have a little dessert you know it's funny we get together we used to you know we we kind of we kind of as a crew back when we were in our you know 20s we would be no strangers to lighten up the town and we would always be that group you know we were those typical long island guys that would love to figure out where we were going to go every night of the week we had a spot before everybody started settling down um we we really liked to get after it we would be out we would take vacations together south beach wherever vegas uh, we would do atlantic city on little getaways but we were out all the time and just i mean just wreck just ripping up the town we really really enjoyed us we really enjoyed it um and we like to think that every once in a while we still got a little bit of that in us. So <laughs> sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, this this particular time, you know, I'm, I'm in Orlando now, so I don't get back too often. So I'm coming back and I'm like, oh, man, Tommy's coming back. We're going to have a great time. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to be out to four. Yeah, I talked to the wife. We got permission. We're all pumped up. And we've been talking about this night for the last, you know, at least month or so. And, uh, you know, talking a big game. We go sit down at Mateo's. We watch the Giants game. And uh, the dinner ran – the the dinner was over. We had eaten dessert, everything done, and the Giants game was still going on. And it's just so funny. You get older in life, and we're all just looking around, and we're sitting around this big table. We all just ate more each. We each ate more than any human being should be able to eat. I'm sorry. And then we just looked at each other, and we were just like – who the hell are we kidding? None of us were going anywhere. We weren't even going. We weren't even going to be able to stumble out to the bar next door and have a nightcap. Everybody was like, just, I mean, you're talking about the itis. We were in food comas. And I, literally, I'm the I'm the one who's not married. I'm the one without the kids. And I was right there with them. I was like, you know what, I'm like, the last thing I need to do right now. <laughs> we tomorrow's christmas eve let's relax let's get a hug give everybody some hugs you know kisses say goodbye we love you love you great seeing you but it was just funny you know fast forward we used to we do these dinners uh holidays for the holiday we get together for super bowl and we get together for and it's not each of our birthday it's probably like three birthday dinners a year where we lump each other a couple of us in with each birthday and uh Man, I really, really live for those because I'm really, really happy that we've been able to kind of hold on to that tradition. It really, really means a lot. And we all talk about, you know, with life getting in the way of things now, me moving, them families and everything. You got to work to make these things happen. But it's important and we make it important. And we we did a really nice toast because, you know, this is, you know, you start to, when we started doing these, it wasn't a dinner. What it was is everybody who had a birthday, we would get a limo. And and get, go out to Queens, go out to the city, and just go out to wherever, and just make sure we were out somewhere getting drunk with a limo. Those turned turned into birthdays and stuff like that, and just through all the years, I'm just really, really couldn't be. I don't mean to get you know sentimental, too sentimental, but I can't I can't be happier. The fact that you know we continue that tradition and we kind of really made another pledge to ourselves in our pre-dinner toast to make sure that we keep that going, and it's it's great, it's really important, and uh just makes the holidays. So then we have Christmas. Uh, obviously went to the house for Christmas. My family's wacky. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. If, I mean, I don't know if it's a uh, Irish thing or an Italian thing or whatever. But we, when we don't see each other for a long time, we get together and we brawl with each other. We argue. I know that's a cliche, and a lot of people do it, but um, we 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 really do take part in that trad- tra- tradition. We go at each other. It's hysterical. It's really at the end of the day. It's a it's a it's just a. It's a New York thing to get together for the holidays. The volume. I've seen other people's, other places I've gone. Everybody's peaceful, quiet. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's. En- no, we're here to. Ent- we're here to go at each other. We're here to argue. There's nothing. Me, my brother, and my sister. There's not a topic you can put in front of us that we won't go from casually arguing about to ripping each other's throats about. And I actually this time tried to make it a uh, point to step back and be like, guys, listen. I don't, I don't want to do this. Let's just calm down. Everybody calm down. Oh, now you don't want to... Uh, so it just... It goes around and around in a circle, but it's funny. It's more of a comical thing. It's always forgotten by the end of the day, and it's always fine. It's nothing ever really too malicious, but... Man, whether it's politics, whether it's sports, whether it's, you know, my wacky brother's conspiracy theories, whether it's uh, my sister's crusade against meat, anything relating to meat and or um, Scientology. You know, we got to argue and we got to go back and forth and over, but it's fun. But it's all part of the holidays and it really, really was nice getting uh, back home for the holidays. My dad, who is not a TV guy, it was funny because uh, we were sitting there on Christmas uh Actually, no, this was the day after Christmas, and we just had the TV on. We're talking, and Breaking Bad comes on, and he's just not a guy. does not a guy who's a must-see TV guy, doesn't get into shows or whatever. I just told him, you know, the opening scene where um, Jesse and Walter are just riding through the desert, and uh, they, they're, they're just, you know, it's almost like Walter's got the gun. He's in his underwear or whatever, but um, it's funny because my dad is like, what the hell is this crap? Fast forward, me having to go back. They're playing the whole series, and there's a marathon. And my dad is texting me every hour on the hour. What's up with uh, Tuco? What's up with this guy? What's up with Jesse's? My dad is locked into Breaking Bad, and he's he's a prisoner to Breaking Bad right now, and it's hysterical because he does it. Just I got a kick out of it because he doesn't get into shows. One thing I left out last last week, and this is there's probably a bunch of things I said that I, that I didn't say that I should have said as far as what to do in New York. I left out a big one, which is the Halal Guys. It's on the corner of, and I think it's, um, what is it? 51st. 53rd, I'm going to say. 53rd and 6th. Uh, it's around the corner from Rockefeller Center, halfway up to Central Park. the mount, the mouth, Basically, the main mouth and the main opening to Central Park. If you want for $6, guys, this is the best meal that you'll ever get. These are street guys and everyone new york is known for its street vendors and its street food but if you're going to talk about why they're known for that it is no more uh symbolized by these guys they wear these yellow jackets and there's knockoffs all over the city now too but they're called the halal guys you can find them on the corner of 53rd and 6th and they at any time of the day night or evening have a line down the block you can get Uh, Either a sandwich, a pita sandwich, or you can get a platter, and it's rice, it's pita bread, it's um, uh, chicken, or lamb, or you can get a combo of both if you want to. But for a $6 meal, cab drivers are lined up, business corporate people are lined up, Uh, late night partiers are lined up. In the party biz, uh, employees like uh, service industry workers are lined up. They, they, the guys, they go all night, and it's an it's an over well over a million dollar a year grossing uh, food stand. They basically their their kitchen is a is a wheel. It's a, it's, a, it's a they they wheel it over to where they're going to stand, and, and what an operation! And they are just. I mean, all they got to worry about is: do we have enough chicken? Do we have enough rice? Do we have enough lamb? Do we have enough pita bread? And then the white sauce and the hot sauce, and that's all you need. And the drinks. And if you can, uh, you know, if you if you ever make your way down there and you want to get a really good, cheap, I mean, hearty, filling meal for six dollars, which and that's part of probably the uh, the appeal. What, What? That's it. There's nothing. Nothing touches that as far as value if you're gonna eat in New York City. Nothing touches it. The Halal Guys, 53rd and 6th. Check them out. Um, All right, let's get into some cruise stuff. I'm rambling on about Christmas and my family and me, 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 me. Let's talk about some cruise stuff. Uh, Some news. Sad news. Started off. uh, An elderly British woman is believed to have died. They pronounced her dead, missing, lost. They stopped looking for her. Let's put it long story short. After plummeting off a cruise ship that left New York City for the Caribbean. Um... She was on the, uh, I believe she was on the Queen Mary 2. Departed New York for a thir- on Thursday for a 12-night itinerary going to St. Martin. Uh, this is a, uh, you guys know the Queen Mary. It's known for its transatlantic, uh, it's an ocean liner. It's one of the few cruise ships out there that are actually labeled an ocean liner. Built for a longer cross, uh, you know, transatlantic, trans, uh, ocean, across the ocean sailings and um uh, you know, I don't know what happened with this woman, 74 years old. She fell off about 100 miles southeast of Atlantic City on Friday. Uh, that was uh, told by Petty Officer David uh, Milif. Sad story. You don't know what happened. Uh, I, I still don't know what happened. There's no cameras. You know, the thing about this is, is that since 2001, guys, there have been around 200 people that disappear from cruise ships. Now, say this better or for worse. I don't know if we're going to hear anything else about this woman. And the reason for that is that when there's investigations that go on, these cruise ships are not subject to the same laws. Like, Colombo can't just go in there and have access to the ship and start asking questions. That just doesn't work like that. It's a different set of laws. Maritime law is different. And, you know, you, you kind of feel like you kind of it's kind of like a little shitty because why would the cruise lines not want to – cooperate as much as possible why would the why would they not want to provide answers for the family well the answer is simple liability it's a very very litigious world we're out we're, we're in nowadays and you know they probably could have provided a lot of answers to a lot of these 200 disappearings that have happened but i guess they are protected under some marit- uh, maritime law uh i guess situations and they I guess I feel both. I feel two ways about it. I feel like you know what they really should try to provide answers for these families and also be able to provide a template to which it's not going to happen again. But at the same time, they are ex- they are using their right. They're exercising their right to avoid millions and millions of dollars uh, in lawsuits. So, ah, uh, I don't know. It's tough. You could you there's stories that go back. If you Google it, you could find tons and tons of you know, situations and incidences where cruise lines just have not uh, complied with questioning, you know, whether it's Disney, whether it's uh, issues between their staff uh, fraternizing with uh, underage, I guess, passengers and stuff like that. I'm not trying to not, uh, listen, 200 people over since 2001 is a very, very small number, but if you're one of those families, it's not such a small number. Just they are not to bring everybody down and bring everything down, but it is something that, you know, I'm not lying. I don't lie to myself. You know, you, I'm, it's not going to make me stop cruising, but it is one thing that I wish didn't exist. I wish that, you know, if something happened, if this woman fell off the cruise ship, because if there's a video footage of this woman falling off the cruise ship and they don't have to submit it or whatever the situation is, I don't know. I kind of wish that. They would. And you know what? You know, maybe not necessarily make it a little bit tougher for, you know, the insurance companies, legal teams to get all that money from the cruise lines. Uh, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's something that can be written or drafted that says the penalties or when there's, you know. But let's at least open it up and let's at least have maritime law, you know. I don't even know how that works, but maybe, uh, I guess, legislate a little bit more, you um, accountability as far as trying to get to the bottom of why these incidents happen. I don't have a problem if you want to say, you know what, we're going to get into it and we're going to uh, make sure that these cruise lines are held way more accountable for turning up information as far as why passengers disappear and why accidents happen and why mishaps take place. But at the same time, uh, you know, you're they're not. Can we still limit their exposure? Is what I'm saying financially and legally in terms of you know uh, you know if they're found to be at fault or at risk, can we say you know what? In the vein of just wanting to get to the root of the problem and find out what the deal was, can we at least maybe not necessarily can we put a cap on how much you could sue for? I don't know if that's possible. I'm not a lawyer, but I do think it's sad that a lot of these families will never find out what happens to their loved ones because the cruise lines are protected and do not have to divulge certain information. Um, Okay, what else do we have? Okay, another uh, (laughs) interesting story. This is a little old, but I've been away a little while, and uh, it was in the news while I was gone. Um, A woman from Quebec, Canada was found to be on board what looks to be a world cruise with over $30 million, and you guessed it, cocaine. Hysterical. So this there was three people, I guess, actually. Melania Roberts, Isabel Legacy and Andre Tamin. So two chicks that are like, you know, in their twenties, I guess, and then this older guy who I guess was the brains of the operation were all cruising together. Ninety five kilograms of cocaine were in their suitcase underneath the bed. They were on what was uh looks to be like a world cruise, uh from Princess, just uh where, where did this actually happen? Um well they were they were everywhere these these people were cruising around and thinking they had the world by the balls and everybody was doing great and she got caught you know I mean you have to uh <laughs> you're in your mid 20s and some drug kingpin comes up to you you can take a free world cruise you can see the entire world and we'll pay you whatever we pay you all you got to do is just transport this and i don't know how you get the coke on through through the uh you know through through customs or through b- the boarding process, but they were able to do that. And the uh, cocaine was underneath the bed in a suitcase. She gets caught. What did she say? What do you think she said? When you, if you got 95 uh, kilograms of coke under your bed in a suitcase and all of a sudden you get caught red-handed, what are you going to say if you're, you're a 25-year-old you know, girl just having the time of her life? I didn't know it was there, officer. Of course that's what they're going to say. You damn well knew it was there and you know they uh, apparently in court they were uh, they were arrested in sydney and they went to uh, the hearing and they were you know hysterically crying which i guess you know it's a lesson to your uh, millennials out there uh, females if you go males too whatever it doesn't make a difference um if you're going to be a drug mule there's a high chance especially if you're trying to get it through uh, port security customs everything there's a high chance you're going to get arrested I mean, I'm not saying this because I do – I don't feel bad for the girl. I can't feel bad for the girl. But I do feel bad about the incident. It sucks that that it happened. Um, I'm hoping uh, Melina and Isabel and Andre all learn something from this. But it's a ridiculous situation to put yourself into. Um, I can't imagine that they thought that whole thing through. All right, moving along. Carnival reporting its fourth quarter earnings for 2016 – we're going to get a little CNBC on you guys right now. Um, very, very, very successful reports coming out of there. They were actually uh, $2.8 billion in revenue as opposed to the previous year, which is actually a full bill- $1.8 billion, uh, at the end of 2015. little deceptive because there was a lot of issues uh, regarding fuel derivatives and expenses and stuff like that. So fuel costs, uh, you know, they were able to do a much better job with fuel expenses. Um, some of that was natural, just pricing. Some of that was them being a little bit more efficient, but... Their uh, revenue was uh, one point, uh, 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 basically a billion dollars higher at the end of this year than it was at the end of last year. Um, if we want to continue, I guess to talk a little financial stuff, interesting with cruising, um, the stock is trading at around fifty-three point oh nine percent, fifty-three point oh nine per share, um, and they've had a fifty-two week high, and that's you know fifty-two weeks. We're talking pretty much just the end of December. Year over year, uh, their highest point was at fifty-five dollars and seventy-seven cents per share. So that's fairly, fairly steady. Uh, nothing too volatile in that regard. But I, you know, what's interesting enough is just to delve into give a little perspective there. By the end of two thousand thirteen, which will give a few years, I guess, range, they were trading right around forty dollars per share. So it's been a, it's been a. It's been a good stock, a slow and steady climber, a very reliable stock. You you want to compare that to some of the others in the industry. you got Royal Caribbean. They're currently selling at $85.21 right now. They have a 52-week high over the last 52 weeks of $103.40. And to go back to the end of uh, 2013 – they were at forty one dollars per share. So they were right neck and neck with Carnival. But then I guess, you know, uh through trying to whether it's the mega ships, I don't necessarily know, I'm not sitting here trying to be able to tell you that I'm a financial genius and I know exactly why and in the ins and the outs. I do know that over the last, I don't know, what, eight years or so? Ever since the Oasis came into play. That's I guess that's, you know, around around nine eight, nine years ago. Um Royal Caribbean has just separated itself as far as the product that is at sea and the uh, just these mega ships and with these wow experiences on board and all the things that you know the entertainment has just gone through the roof. So I don't know if that always translates into dollars because at the end of the day, you still say Carnival Corporation is still the biggest cruise line in the country, right? Or in the world, right? So now for some reason. Royal Caribbean shares are selling at a good thirty dollars per, more than Carnival. So there's a reason for that. It's a smaller company, but the stock is more valuable. Um, at the end of 2013, like I said, they were at forty-one dollars per share. So they were pretty much neck and neck. And if you want to get into Norwegian, Norwegian is at forty-four point nine three per sh- uh, per share, and their 52-week high is fifty-nine ninety-nine. So Norwegian is a little bit more volatile than Carnival. They're a little bit lighter right now, but at one point, uh, at any given point, uh, they have a higher. They've they've climbed a higher uh, um, apex than Carnival has at fifty nine ninety nine. The Carnival never went over fifty five seventy seven. The end of the two thousand thirteen, they were at right around thirty nine dollars per share. So it's interesting. For a very long time, the big three were all kind of traveling neck and neck in terms of how much the stock was, ranging from thirty nine to forty two. And now you're looking at you're seeing you know. Royal Caribbean has just taken it and ran with it. And uh, if you bought Royal Caribbean stock a few years ago, you are doing pretty, pretty good, I must say. Um, Cruise ships. So a little bit of uh, patting on the back should go to a couple of uh, cruise ships, per se. The CDC, Center for Disease Control, does – I guess it's their version of a health inspection. They get on board and they do an inspection of the ships and see – the standards that are being held by that particular cruise ship on making sure that, you know, the, the place is clean, cleanliness, uh, the place, the procedures uh, as far as food handling, as far as, uh, you know, just overall sanitization, all areas of being able to not spread disease or get people sick is uh, is, is taken into account during these CDC inspections. And in uh, 2016, 27 ships all uh had a perfect score uh, we're not going to get into all twenty seven ships, but we will give congratulations to some of the big three cruise ships that did achieve the perfect score. You had from Royal Caribbean congratulations the grandeur of the seas, the allure of the seas, and that's tough, man. think about that the allure of the seas is the size of four football fields, it's the biggest, widest ship, it has the capacity to hold, you know, with crew and everybody, over 7,500 7, people, and they were able to do a fantastic, and it's an older ship too, when did that come out, the, the, the um, Oasis came out in 2009, the Allure came out in what, 2010 or, or 11, uh, so it's not a it's not a ship that was born yesterday, so uh Allure of the Seas, Radiance of the Seas and Freedom of the Seas. So that is four Royal Caribbean ships that received a perfect score for cleanliness uh on the CDC from the CDC in 2016. Carnival had three as well. We had the Elation, we had the Victory and the Carnival Breeze. Congratulations to those the the crew. They got to be recognized because that's just a great job. You know, you see certain ships, people say a cruise is a cruise is a cruise and a lot of times that is true, but uh, you always know when there's a particular crew where the uh, particular crews where the crew just does a better job as a whole, whether it's the food, whether it's the cleanliness, whether it's the friendliness, anything, you know, these cr- the crews on this, sh- these ships need to be recognized. So that's Carnival, Elation, Victory and Carnival Breeze. And then under Norwegian. The Getaway and the Spirit. So you had four from Royal Caribbean, three from Carnival, and two from Norwegian. The Getaway and the Spirit all receiving perfect scores in 2016 from the CDC. Keep up the good work, guys. Um, All right, so what else did I want to talk about? I eventually wanted to do this show, uh, a show, a show talking about some of the cruise goals that I had in the, for the future, some of the things that I wanted to do that I eventually wanted to get around to from a cruising standpoint that I have not done yet that I'm really, really excited to do. It's a cool phase because there's a lot of veterans out there and there's a lot of professional cruisers out there, and I'm learning every day. I feel like I am pretty much approaching expert level as far as, you know, just anything regarding cruising I really do eat sleep and breathe cruising so i love it and my knowledge and my information is growing at a rapid pace every day the however there's still i'm still kind of like a, a few years in so i'm 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 relatively a newbie to some of the other real hardcore veterans out there so you know to me that's like an advantage you know it's like ever get jealous of somebody when you're going to tell them to watch a movie And they're going to be able to see it for the first time, you know, that's where the kind of the position I'm kind of in with a lot of these things that I haven't done regarding cruising, and I'm really looking forward to it. So first and foremost, my main thing that I definitely want to do, and this isn't in any particular order, but this first one I'm going to mention is probably, if you had to say a number one for me, it would be the number one, a Panama Canal crossing. Uh, not just a stop by. I would do a stop by. I'll do a stop by, check it out, and then go back the way you came from. That's cool. But really, I want to do a Panama Canal crossing, uh, and I would like to tie that up with another cruise goal that I have, which would be a back-to-back cruise. I think it would be really cool to, uh, you know, experience being on a cruise whole slew of passengers and then you know what you're staying you know and then you're going to accept a whole bunch of new cruises that are going to come on and you kind of get i think that would be a cool experience in itself to do a back-to-back cruising but tie this up with the panama canal crossing i would love to do an out of florida go through the panama canal uh end up in wherever long beach california you know in los angeles wherever wherever and then you know have you get turnaround day and then come back to florida and do a round trip it's you, you can pretty much do a 14 dayer in that regard. And I'm really, really, that might be the next one, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm, I got the Oasis coming up, like I said, in March 5th. I may take a little time. Maybe I won't cruise for the rest of the year. And maybe I'll set that up for early uh, 2018 to where I do that Panama Canal crossing with a back to back Florida to California, California to Florida. Um, the Panama Canal fascinates me. I mean, just I've watched a few documentaries on what it went into and first of all to agree to build the canal, to dig out the canal, and then, you know, the men uh, that that the the different, I guess Um, municipalities that had to come together to work together to make sure that to make this thing get built and then you know the disease and the suffering that people went through that put their lives on the lines to make sure that this i mean you had to build it right i mean this was just you know back then there was just no way to get to to from the atlantic to the pacific without (laughs) spending weeks traveling around entire continents you know i mean Just cut a little hole all the way across, and it seems like it when you look on a map, right? You're just looking at Panama, and it just seems, all right, just, yeah, just cut a little piece out there. But no, when you're on land, obviously, it's just this daunting task that is just taking thousands and thousands of men. And, you know, of course, there were no regulations, and, of course, the hierarchy of who people considered to be uh, disposable human beings were, were given the dangerous jobs and, you know, Everybody needs to be recognized, all those people who uh, had a part in the building of the Panama Canal. You're talking about something that just changed the way people navigate around the world. I'm really, really interested in getting in there and feeling the history and seeing it and everything like that. I really also want to go through that experience where, you know, at one point, the canal is too shallow. So you can't just cruise through. You have to wait until they release a dam. Uh, Let the water rise and then you're able to cross and then they open it back up and I don't know the exact process. I've seen it a couple of times on YouTube but it does look cool and it does look like something that – just another thing. Just There is no limits to what – there are no boundaries to what people think of to be able to make things possible. And you know what? Okay, well, it's too shallow. We have a way around that. We can't get from the Atlantic to the Pacific. We have a way around that. We'll cut a hole in the land and we'll make a canal. And I'm really, really interested in getting there. And plus, I mean, come on, some of the ports that are on the way, out of control. I think a lot of uh, itineraries have a couple of South America stops on there too. So you could throw that in. You can bang out a bunch of bucket list stuff just by doing a uh, back and forth, uh, you know, Panama Canal crossing right then and there. So Panama Canal, really, really something I want to do. Another one, kind of basic, but I just want to do it. Of course, the biggest and baddest ship that's out there right now is the Harmony of the Seas. Uh, I want to go on the Harmony, absolutely. The price dropped on the Allure and the Oasis once the Harmony was released. And that makes sense because, you know, it's a record-breaking ship, you know. I guess the Allure is a couple of feet bigger than the Oasis or inches, I don't know. But the Harmony is... While it's not so much bigger, it's noticeably bigger. It's by, uh, what is it, 30, 40 feet? I'm not sure. Maybe even more. I'm not. I I should know that, but I don't. But I know the Harmony is the uh, ultimate when it comes to what is at sea uh, as far as pleasure cruising right now. It has, like you said, when they put out the Quantum class, you know, the Oasis class to me still was the more desirable class because you wanted to just be on something that was just that awe-inspiring. But – You know, while it was not as big and bad, the quantum class of ships did boast the most technically advanced ship at sea. You know, as far as Wi-Fi, as far as just just anything, as far as uh, all the new modern bells and whistles, the quantum class was it. So you had this ultimate, ultimate you know technologically advanced ship and then you had this wonder with these neighborhoods and these just a, just a raw sheer raw size of the oasis class and what they did was come together and create the harmony of the seas which is the best of both worlds and that is a ship I absolutely want to be on bucket list again uh another theme cruise uh, ladies and gentlemen i haven't really even spoken so much about when i went on that florida georgia line cruise and i don't know how many uh country fans listen to this cruise cast but i'm a country fan uh which is weird in itself because growing up in new york city and Long island uh being a country fan is crazy i just think right now out of all the stuff that's out there it just kind of speaks to me a little bit more it's the only real uh music out there that's putting out new stuff it's 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 at it's hottest it's ever been and I'm just you know it's the newer stuff kind of dragged me in and then once I started listening to the newer stuff I got more curious about the classics and the old stuff and now I'm into that too so having said that uh, they Florida Georgia Line and I'm not the biggest Florida Georgia Line fan but they did a theme cruise out of Miami on the Norwegian. Pearl through a group called Sixth Man, which is a fabulous group. I I've been trying to get a representative from them because I want to do an interview with somebody on there. They just do theme cruises. Their their spoke their spo- um their their um I guess their motto is live out loud, and they just do festivals at sea. Uh, and they work primarily with the Norwegian, primarily the Pearl, uh, which is ship <laughs> takes a beating because I'm gonna tell you something. When you go on a theme cruise, you can go on a cruise, and you can have the time of your life. Obviously, some cruises are better than others. I say it over and over again. I've never been on a bad cruise, and I stand by that. But something about going on these theme cruises, and on this theme cruise, it was the Florida Georgia Line, who I did gain a new respect for, but also Dustin Lynch, Frankie Ballard. They had uh, Kenan Smith. They had uh, Kanan Smith, however the hell you say his name. I never. They had uh, Erica Pasley. They had... Um, uh, Ray Lynn they had a bunch of people on this ship and some of them were doing covers some of them were doing originals and they were just throughout the ship they were just roving entertainment and there was just tw- 2,000 country obsessed people on this ship and some to be said for when Dustin Lynch grabs a chair, grabs a guitar and just breaks it down acoustic and you're in a hot tub at 12 midnight Under the stars, somewhere between Miami and Cozumel, Mexico, and you're on a Lido deck with 2,000 other like-minded country fans, and this guy is just doing a Tim McGraw cover, just him and a guitar, and you're in a hot tub, just passing around a bottle of Fireball with complete strangers, I mean, that's almost a spiritual experience, like... When you're talking about a theme cruise, you're talking about something that you are going to bond with, with over 2,000 people, or around 2,000 people. And you're going to be, you know, take whatever that thing is, whether it's kid rock, whether it's comedy, whether it's, you know, reggae music, whether it's uh, EDM music, whether it's country music, something that you're a super fan of. And then another thing that you're a super fan of, which is cruising. And you just experience that with everybody in one space, underneath the stars, in the Caribbean. There is nothing. Nothing wrong with the world right now, and um, you know that I—that's a feeling. It was a four, or four or five there. I forgot what it was, but Florida Georgia Line has uh, been busy recording albums, touring, and and starting their families. That they have not announced another, uh, another, another cruise. And there's like a five thousand person, which is doesn't make sense because the boat only holds two thousand people. And uh, there's five thousand. I gotta correct myself. The ship only holds. Uh, 2,000 people and supposedly there's 5,000 people that have been on this thing and this have only had two years worth and we're just you know we're a sad group right now because we just want another uh, cruise from Florida Georgia Line to be announced or if whatever if it's not going to be Florida Georgia Line sixth man call up another artist call up somebody else to headline it but man that was oh it, it was there were no words and By the enthusiasm in that Facebook group and when there's little reunions like Florida Georgia Line is playing in, you know, let's just say Green Bay, Wisconsin. Anybody in the Midwest that went on that cruise, they meet up and they go to a bar the night before. And they, you know, they they spend time together and they just reflect on, you know, the time we had on that theme cruise. You know, maybe I'm overdoing it, but they have a KISS theme cruise. They have, like I said, the biggest one I heard was the Kid Rock one. Another one that they have which is ridiculous, It's six, this is all Sixth Man. There's other themed cruises out there, but I'm talking Sixth Man right now. Uh, they have a Gronk cruise, you know, Rob Gronkowski from the Patriots, who's just known for being a Hall of Fame caliber tight end, but all just as much for being a notorious madman partier, taking his shirt off in clubs and just being that YOLO douchebag, that uh, <laughs> that type of guy, but in a, in a fun way. He's got a crew. So if you uh, like to take your shirt off and smash beer cans on your head and you love NFL football, uh, Rob Gronk, they have a Gronk tour uh, for you on Sixth Man. Um, Sixth Man, let me see right now. Is it SixthMan.com? No, it's not SixthMan.com. It's uh, www.sixthman.net. You can uh, check out all their upcoming festivals at sea. Uh, and that's the thing, cruisers, it's not a typical cruise, yeah, you re- you have to be reminded that you're at sea, to be honest with you, you just happen to be at a festival, you know, some summer festival somewhere on some lawn, and then, oh yeah, by the way, you know, you're in the bathroom, and like I said on the, uh, you know, the subtle blisses of cruising episode, you get that little bump, with that little wave, and you, you know, you, you, you spill over a little bit, and you realize, oh yeah, I forgot, I'm on a boat right now, ship, sorry. Still doing that, man. I gotta get I wanna give the industry the proper respect. It's a cruise ship. Amateurs say boat, and I keep saying boat, and I gotta stop that. Um, what else is on my cruise goal bucket list? A world cruise. Uh, I want to do a 40-day or more cruise. I don't have a tremendous desire to do an Alaskan cruise. I don't know. I get it. Trust me. I'm not knocking it. I see how beautiful those pictures look, and I can imagine how breathtaking it is if if, if you're there. My desire to do that eventually may grow to the point where I want to. However, it's not there right now. When I'm on a cruise and I have 7 to 10 days off... I want to see palm trees, I want to see green water, and I want to be hot, and I want to have daiquiris, I want to be in a body of water. These are the stuff that I want uh, more so right now, even though I've done it several times, than um, going and freezing my ass off in the Arctic, no matter how pretty the view is. Sorry. Uh... That may just be an indication of me not being as cultured as I should be at this point, but it is what it is. We're honest with each other here. This is the uh, Always Be but Cruise cast, and we do not lie to each other. Um, so a world cruise, though, however, and I don't really care. I don't necessarily need to be at the Mediterranean. I don't need to do a transatlantic, but something about a 40-day or more run at sea where I'm going to see you know, 30 ports of calls, And, you know, just have this ridiculous experience where you're seeing half of the world. uh, And that's the way I'd want to do it, too. I wouldn't want to spend, you know, six days in Singapore or eight days in Barcelona. You know, I'm I'm an American boy. You know what I mean? I'm a traveler. I love the Caribbean. I am what I am. But I am not necessarily looking or needing to dive in with two feet into the culture I'm not looking to Anthony Bourdain to be honest I'm not looking to go Rick Steves I want to get in get out I want to be there I want to see it give me your five or six highlights like a sports fan too sports center style give me your five or six highlights get me out of there in eight hours boom next stop you know it's, it's kind of what I want to do I want to see it all but I don't you know everybody's different so first the biggest the biggest attraction to it to me is being on a cruise ship for 40 days or more I get I get a lot of uh people I talk to people who talk about cruising and you know oh the sea days I don't like the sea days I I can't wait for the port days if you don't like sea days why the hell are you want a damn cruise ship you know what I mean if you if sea days are an issue for you if you don't like being on the cruise ship and experiencing the flow of the ship and uh, seeing what the the particular cruise ship has to offer as far as activities and connecting you to the sea and you know as you kind of just mosey around the ship where nobody can get to you and if you're not appreciating that at night when the sun goes down and you see the sunset and now you're at dinner then hitting the nightclub if you don't love a sea day on a cruise ship and you just are waiting for the port days i don't understand why you're a cruiser why don't you just fly to the islands and island hop or whatever go to the virgin islands you can knock out three or four of them in uh in one vacation but that's just me but so getting back one of the biggest attractions to to the 40-day or more world cruise, just as much as seeing those uh, different ports of call for me would be to be on a damn cruise ship for 40 freaking days. I've never, you know, the longest one I've done so far is 11 days, and I've never wanted a cruise to end, you know? So maybe that would do it. Maybe on day 23, I'd be like, all right, I get it, enough, (laughs) but... As of, as of now, no, I'm in. I'm, I'm dialed in. 40 days, give me 60 days. Give me. I would love to do a world cruise, and I guess a world cruise would be in quotes because it's not necessarily, you know, the real world cruises are 68, 80, 120 days. 40 or more day cruise, I would love to experience. Uh, that's probably not going to happen for a few years, but when it's all said and done, I would love to look back saying uh, I have experienced exactly that. What else? Uh, Cruise goals. Me personally, this is me. I want to be able to get on a cruise ship as a member of the press. Now, again, sometimes I talk about this being the little podcast that could. What does encourage me, like I said, it is growing. I see those unique downloads uh, getting bigger each and every week. When I don't post as a, like I didn't in this last uh, week or so because we're uh, or just put up an episode because of the Christmas holiday uh, I do get emails from you guys um, I do get emails with suggestions and the interactivity of it has begun to happen so that has really really excited me but at the end of the day right now I say all that to say this I am still an absolute nobody in this business. And uh, that's fine because, you know, as long as it takes, you do what you like to do. Got the other job, still making money, um, you know, making a living doing that. But I want to be able to, you know, see a ship is in town, make a couple of calls, and be able to tour that ship. I want to be able to get, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I, I, you know, this is great. Everybody, of course, every, of course, everybody would love to just have free cruises based on the fact that they cover the cruise industry. I realize it doesn't work like that, but to be able to have access and to get a little bit of a, you know, some sort of a special treatment because I am, you know, oh, that's Tommy from Always Be Booked. Yeah, sure. Right on, sir. Here's I they get a little tour and get back off the ship before they sail away. I would love to have something like that happen. And that's just going to come. I mean, that's ine- inevitable with hard work. I'm also like I. I do not like I tell you guys, I don't spend a lot of time focusing on the travel agency side of this. That's eventually gonna happen. I'm eventually going to try to build a travel business, a cruise travel business um The cruising is the main part of it, you know, I don't know. we'll see how it goes from there if it if it ends up being sort of land vacations as well. I don't know if I can find a way to make it happen without doing that. My passion is in cruising and that's where I want to kind of be. So that's where I'm going to look to stay. But I'm eventually going to put a lot of hard work into selling cruises and travel right now. Passing the information along and connecting with you guys as an audience is my main priority. Obviously, yeah, because, you know. The whole, you know, Rome isn't built in a day thing. But I just, this is, it. I, I give you guys cruise deals at the end of the show sometimes. And like I said, I encourage you not to call me. Feel free, call me, and I will bend over backwards and book your shore excursions. I'll do everything. I'll give you whatever advice I can. If I don't know it, I'll find it out. But I don't even do that for that purpose uh, if you book through me. I do it just so you guys know it's out there, you guys see it of value, and it may be some, another reason to listen to the show. Go book it through the cruise line. I don't care. At this point, I am not focusing heavily on the travel agent portion of it, but that's going to come soon. There will be some commercials, always be booked to travel, uh, always be booked cruising, will eventually become a thing. And uh, yeah, I'll be harassing you guys soon to hopefully book cruises through me or whatever. But uh, at this point, whether it's through that, whether it's through just being, you know, having the podcast, being on YouTube, being on Instagram, and just elevating the profile, I would love to eventually be able to go on a cruise ship and do some research and get you guys more information based on some of the, uh, you want to call it press tours or press passes or access that I would get through that. what else? Uh, eventually, try a river cruise. I want to try a river cruise, and I'm going to say this, guys. I don't think I'm going to like it, <laughs> but I do want to try it. Uh, it does seem very relaxing. It does seem to be to me, if I might, my, my uh, through through listening. By the way, Doug, Doug Parker Cruise Radio Also, River Cruise Radio I think is that what it is. But he's got a show. He's got a, the the the. the gold standard for the cruising industry information is uh, cruiseradio.net and uh, he's got a great podcast but listening to his River cruise radio show makes me want to try it I'm gonna be honest again we don't lie to each other I don't think I'm gonna end up being a river cruiser but uh, I do want to try it because you know just going up the Mississippi and seeing some of uh, you know some of the cities and and and, and municipalities that helped formed our country getting off in different areas, I would think would be fascinating that I would like to do. But at the same time, I want the ocean cruises. I want the big cruise ships. I want the glitter, the glitz. I want the sick food. I want the 2,000 fellow passengers on board. I want the tropical. I want the tropical islands. I want the palm trees. I want all that stuff. You know what I mean? I don't. I want the entertainment. I want to be able to have just chaos going on at any time. You know, the, the, the disco club. I want to. They call it the disco club, but you would never call a club. a disco. But I guess just the technical term on the ship is. Uh, so yeah, it's a disco. But whatever. I, I don't think I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll become a diehard river cruiser. I think it will be a one and done, but I do want to do a river cruise just to really f- get a firsthand uh, comparison of, you know, river cruising versus ocean cruising. And for right now, my final cruise goal, uh, not like I said, in no order, but another cruise goal that I do have is I want to sail out of New Orleans. I've never spent any time in New Orleans, Bourbon Street, the French Quarter, and I want to do a sail out of New Orleans Uh, Not that that's a big deal or some historic cruise ship port, but mainly because I want to spend two or three days either before or after the cruise. I would probably say it should be before uh, in the city of New Orleans. Have a good time and then be able to piggyback a cruise off of that as well. Uh, All right, so that's it for cruise goals. What else did I want to mention to you guys? Oh, so there's this show on ITV. I guess it's a. I think it's overseas. I think it's a out of, out of Great Britain. I'm not a hundred percent sure with it, but I did a little YouTube research on it. It's called The Cruise. And if you guys want to see an actual, you know, ITV.com is it? I think just look for ITV. You could just search ITV, and it's an actual TV network in uh, overseas. There's they got a, a lot of wacky shows on there. There's like a Jerry Springer, you know, British knockoff of Jerry Springer on there. But they had a reality show called The Cruise and it was in 2015 they had six episodes and they were on the uh Regal Princess I believe it was and they're bringing it back so January 12th at 8:30 on ITV if you get it at home <laughs> the Royal Princess is uh is going to be the ship that they're going to be on and I'm sure it's probably not on your regular direct TV subscription or your uh you know your dish network channel but if you can somehow find ITV uh, starting January twelfth, there is a uh, documentary on cruise life, and it's basically from the perspective of the crew. And it's definitely I'm gonna look to see if I could find a way to be able to get my eyes on. Um, it's almost like I guess a feel for like a like a below deck type of thing. You guys watch Below Deck, you know? It's it's cool because they they are always in the baths. They're always at Tortola. And it is a kind of an idea, gives you an idea to yacht. It's not a cruise ship, but it gives you an idea of what it's like at sea. Uh, they're all over the Virgin Islands. They're all over the Mediterranean, and it's basically just the real world at sea. And yeah, uh, I know a lot of people that are addicted to that show. And as cruisers, uh, it's, it's you know it's not all the way there, but you know, kind of fifty percent of the way. It kind of speaks to a lot of what we're into. It's a lot of uh, island porn. A lot of, cru- a lot of just. Yacht boat porn and just stuff that we'd like to see, and everybody's into the whole you know reality thing. And you know, if you watch any of those shows, if you can, if you're a cruise fan and you watch any reality show where it's just a group of people being forced to interact with each, with each other, real world style, which is Survivor style, some of the originals, yes, you will uh, you will absolutely love Below Deck. I think that's on. Um, shoot, oh, it's on Bravo, right? I'm pretty sure it's on Bravo. Yeah, Below Deck. That is the cruise cast for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I'm sorry for the delay. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, You know, hope you enjoyed this one. There wasn't a whole lot of prep that went into it, too. It's kind of like a little bit of a whirlwind. I'm traveling around and uh, just got off, you know, just got back from New York City. Got to, you know, back to the real world. You know, in one ways, it's like, shoot, back to the real world because I got to go to work again. But, yeah, all my friends and family in New York, I did leave your uh, 20, 30-degree weather, and it's – a balmy, sunny, and 78 here in Orlando, Florida. So you take the good with the bad. Thank you so much again for listening. Follow me on Instagram. Those of you who are, I owe cruises to you, hang tight. I will get you those cruises. Thanks for reviewing. Please subscribe. Tell a friend if you guys like cruising. If you guys like this cruise podcast, don't be embarrassed. Send this. Send the iTunes link to some of your friends and let this, let's this let get this thing taken off. By the way, also, anybody who listens to the show, if you're a blogger, if you are uh, a member of the press or work for a cruise line anything uh, or just somebody who's done world cruises and just some real cruise veterans out there I'd love to have you on the show. I'd love to do some interviews so contact me Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, uh, or just hit me up on the Facebook or Instagram anywhere. Always be booked. Thanks again ladies and gentlemen for listening and listening and we will talk to you next time take care There's a place where the boat from it takes away. I love your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part set of them on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves, Jimmy.